We're for Sydney and New South Wales. These are today's headlines from The Daily Telegraph. The Navy is facing a mutiny over exactly why a troop of twerkers were deployed to the opening of a naval ship. The dancers from a nearby Willamaloo studio, 101 Doll Squadron, were commissioned by Defence to perform a custom choreographed routine for the launch of the HMA Supply at Garden Island on Saturday. Dressed in booty shorts and crimson red fishnet crop tops, the dancers twerked and gyrated in front of the ship to the song Toast by Jamaican reggae artist Coffee. Governor-General David Hurley and Chief of the Defence Force General Angus Campbell were among the members of the audience who appeared stunned. Liberal backbencher Philip Thompson said the dance was unacceptable entertainment for the commissioning of a naval ship and he had spoken to newly minted Defence Minister Peter Dutton. And if you'd like to read more on that story today, you can take out a subscription to The Daily Telegraph at dailytelegraph.com.au or download the app at your app store. Qantas boss Alan Joyce has conceded the resumption of international travel could happen later than October 31st, given the blowout in the federal government's vaccination timeline. The airline was forced to push back its return to international flights from July to late October back in February, based on the earlier assumption that most Aussies would be vaccinated by then. Speaking to the Kappa Centre of Aviation on Wednesday, Mr Joyce said while he was thankful to state and federal leaders for Australia's position in the COVID crisis, the Commonwealth had been unable to provide a clear picture of when borders would reopen. He pointed to the example of New Zealand and the trans-Tasman bubble, which had been expected to start in July and was now opening on April 19th. We'll be back after this. Australian history is full of colourful but forgotten characters, from alleyway gangsters to Cold War spies and eccentric entrepreneurs. There are hundreds of incredible stories of adventurous Aussies that never make it into our history books. Each week I talk to some of the country's greatest history authors, sleuths and yarn spinners to uncover the untold stories of some of our most interesting and offbeat ancestors. The show in black and white can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Floodlit racing could soon become a reality for 16 nights of the year at Royal Randwick. The Australian Turf Club is canvassing neighbours of the landmark race course for their opinion, ahead of putting in a planning application with Randwick City Council by the end of the month. The $20 million project would put 79 poles ranging from 17 to 40 metres high right around the course and illuminate it with energy-efficient LED floodlights. The ATC is compiling an environmental impact statement to look at the impact of the lights on the community and road users and the effect of any extra traffic. And in sport, Toby Green says Lance Franklin's return to the Battle of the Bridge adds another layer of excitement to Sydney's crosstown rivalry. Franklin has not played against GWS since the 2018 Elimination Final, a 49-point Giants win. The 950-goal superstar will take to the field in Saturday's Twilight game between the two Sydney clubs, his third match of the season. And those are your headlines from The Daily Telegraph. For updates and breaking news throughout the day, take out a subscription at dailytelegraph.com.au. We'll have another update for you tomorrow.
The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.